And we're recording. We're back. Yes, this is Christmas with Sizzle and Quiddy, a festive mini-series. I am Samuel Finlay. My co-host is... It's your boy. It's Quinny SQ. I'm back in Wollongong. Part five. Let's get it. Yes, part five. And we've got a special guest who's back. He was on a previous episode. Introduce yourself. Caleb Hansey. Welcome back. Boys, it's an honor to be here. I'm just excited. Like... Look, after the last episode, uh, I had a few calls from just fans in general. You know the, you know the deal. Mr. Christmas, they were hitting me up. And I just I felt like it was only right to come back and, and review this movie. So a lot of people haven't seen this movie. We'll get into it in a second. I think it's awesome. And I'm just ready to talk. I love Christmas. You know the deal. You know what's going on. Let's talk about Christmas. I like it. Mr. Christmas. That's a, that's a perfect nickname. Very nice. Yeah, it is a good mm. nickname. And mm-hmm. for, for, for those of uh, fair listeners out there that didn't listen to our previous episode with you, uh, do you want to mm-hmm. just quickly talk about what you do? You've got your own podcast, Deck the Handsy, um, which is, you know, a Christmas movie that's gone really deep. Um, maybe explain that a little bit. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, I really appreciated you boys last time giving that a plug and, and we got a chance to talk about it a little bit. But yeah, if you missed that, go listen to these boys. Other Christmas festive uh, miniseries episodes, they're amazing. They're doing really, really well. Uh, and uh, yeah, Deck the Hands is just a podcast I'm doing at the moment, reviewing my top 10 Christmas movies that I love. And uh, I think, you know, I've had uh, Sizzle on and it's, look, rumors out there for my number one. We may have another guest from uh, the Sizzle and Quinny podcast on. I can't reveal too much. It's a secret. Uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, you'll know. But I think by this point, I can say I'm family, friend of the pod. I don't know. We'll, we'll see it by, the, by the end of this step how we're feeling. So I, I listened to... Uh, the Home Alone episode you did today, amazing! I must say, mm-hmm. like, that, that's been awesome. that's been my favorite uh, so far, other than the one that I was on, of course, because you know, oh was, yeah, big dog, uh, that yeah. was just straight Obviously, fire. Yeah, you top, yeah, top, top, top episode that one. Yeah. So, but how many Christmas movies? I mean, you've you've done your, your top twelve, is that right for move, for your podcast? But how many done Christmas top movies? 10, yeah, top top ten. Sorry, how many yeah. movies have you? You've watched over forty movies. Yeah, I think. Right? Yeah. The, I think the other night I clocked, uh, I clocked over the 50th the other night. So I, I'm trying, like, I'm trying real hard. Last year was about 50, so I'm trying real hard this year to get in around that 60 mark by December 24th. So just yeah, wish me luck. Uh, you know, just believe for my sanity in the next couple of days. <laughs> so we'll see, see how we go. But yeah, no, the Home Alone episode was really good. If you haven't uh, seen Home Alone, you're crazy. But I think Gus Belinsky is one of the best characters of any Christmas movie ever. Of all time, so big call, big call. He's done really good. Gets it done. He's really, really good. Like I have so many questions about him as a character. Like the Kenosha Kickers, Poker, Poker, Poker. <laughs> you know the Poker Twist, six hundred and thirty-seven copies. It's just, it's deep. It's a deep cut. So yeah. <laughs> and out of those forty odd movies that you watch, obviously, you know, you've got your list and you've got your favorites. But have been, have there been any, you know, sort of dark horses that maybe you hadn't watched before or maybe one that you rewatched this year that you were like, oh, that's, that's actually uh, one that sort of uh, caught me by surprise of how much I've liked it. It's a great question. I, I don't, I think this year there hasn't been as many new, like really new Christmas. I know you boys reviewed uh, Last Christmas on your podcast, which thank goodness the same <laughs> to me. I, ha- I hate that movie. It's a tough uh, watch. So I was right. I was right in on tough. that. I was riding on that movie. So last year, that was obviously a new movie. The, remo- the movie we're reviewing today, I believe, was, was a last year, 2019 uh, movie, which I don't feel like 2020 really had one of the, those movies, a new Christmas movie that was like, I mean, we had Christmas Chronicles 2, which you guys kind of chatted about number one. I don't think number two did it enough for me this year to take it to like, it was a really surprise. I loved it. It was enjoyable, but it wasn't 
on the level of this movie that we're going to talk about. So just, there's a segue. Let's get into it. This is yeah. the movie. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. And we're going to be reviewing the Netflix animated Klaus. Uh, it was Oscar nominated uh, movie as well, starring Jason Schwartzman. I think you, uh, yeah, I think that's, how like that. that's how I'm going to pronounce his name. We'll just roll mm-hmm. with that. Uh, as Jesper, JK Simmons as Klaus and Rashada Jones as Alva, uh, directed by Sergio Pablos as well. He's known for uh, Despicable Me and a bunch of other movies there, mostly animated. For a bit of background, I'll just read out a, a really quick uh, synopsis. A simple act of kindness always sparks another, even in a frozen, faraway place. When Smeansburg's new postman, Jasper, befriends toymaker Klaus, their gift melts an age-old feud and delivers a sleigh full of holiday traditions. That's per IMBD. A uh, bit of a fun fact, this movie had 30 million views worldwide in the first month. So, wow. as I mentioned, Oscar-nominated movie was well received and uh we're gonna get into it uh, straight away because yeah I, I really enjoyed this movie so mm. we're gonna talk as we always do highs things we liked about the movie lows things we didn't like and maybe some problems the movie had then we'll give out a nice award each and a naughty award each nice being to our favorite character naughty award being to our least favorite character and then we'll give a christmas tree rating out of five so Without further ado, let's jump straight into it. Let's go our highs for Klaus. Uh, you're our guest. We'll kick it straight over to you, Caleb. What were your highs for the 2019 Netflix animated movie, Klaus? Thanks, boys. Yeah, I, I got to say, I really like this movie. Like, it, this was only the second time I ever watched it. So I watched it, obviously, when it got released on Netflix in 2019. And uh, I, I'm assuming, based off your previous episodes, this is the first time you boys have seen this this year. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. Correct. Okay, yeah. So I watched it last year. Uh, it was just one of those ones that are on Netflix. I think, like we said with Arthur Christmas, when you watch an animated movie as adults, sometimes you go into it being like, you're skeptical about what you're going to feel in the movie and if it's going to be really childish. And so me and my wife went into this movie feeling a little bit like that last year and just fell in love with the movie. Like, it's really, really good. I just don't think I've seen it enough times yet to put it up on like, the top list all time for my Christmas movies, but I watched it again this year. It's on my list that I do from, for my like podcast, not the top 10, but the overall list. And I just had a lot of highs. So I just run, I'll, I'll just kind of go over them really just, quickly. Just and, quickly. Where does it fall? Yeah. What number? If you were to rank it? Uh, I think, I mean the rest of the, the rest of the 30 odd movies, I don't rank in order. Maybe right. that's maybe some next year I'll do. Um, thanks for the idea. Sizzle, it's a great <laughs> idea. Um, but if I had to say where it would fall, it probably just sits outside that top 10. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think I'm not prepared yet to put another animated movie in uh, and it's not going to take out Arthur Christmas because we know that's like pretty high on my list. But I think it kind of sits, it's, it's in that, you know, that, that the holiday love actually, um, you know, Santa Claus 2 range of movies. So like really close, probably top 15, maybe not top, top 10. So that's if you had to give it a number. Um, yes, which is pretty good. So some of my highs really quickly, I love the explanation of like the Christmas traditions, like why we do the things that we do in this movie. So if you haven't seen it, um, obviously why Santa comes down the chimney, why they put things in their stockings, why there's coal given instead of a present, all that stuff I thought was really well done. Uh, I love, uh, is, is, are we, it's Klaus. Is that how we're pronouncing it officially? Yes. Is that yeah, official? Klaus yeah. is what they say yeah. in the film. Yeah. yeah. I thought I'd clarify. I loved him in general, but I loved him and his wife. Any flashbacks that we got, any interactions that he had, that kind of blowing in the wind, the spirit element, I just thought was really, really, really good. 
Um, the workshop, I think, was a really nice touch. I know uh, Quinny's always going on about how he likes the North Pole and likes to see the North Pole. <laughs> Loves the North uh, Pole. True. Give hey, the people they a, want. I want big, a good North Pole. Big fan of the North Pole. Just just hammering <laughs> Christmas Chronicles when I listened about how the North Pole sucked <laughs> and it was just the mailroom. Just hammering. This guy needs to get to Finland and go to that Santa's workshop place desperately. <laughs> like, de- desperately he needs to go. Uh, I'm down. We can go on a trip, the three of us, if we want, to the North of Finland. Uh, <laughs> Sounds Santa's, good. Santa's, yeah. Uh, so, but I liked in this that obviously they're going for like a realistic, realistic Santa that is almost what the kids would think is Santa Claus, but it's just a guy that makes toys and, and it likes giving them to kids. So I liked that his workshop represented that it wasn't the North pole with actual elves. It was just his workshop with toys that he'd made. So that was cool. Uh, I loved the sleigh scene, um, when he when it looks like it's flying and it's just, the, the you know the, the the things that have taken off and um and then lastly just really quickly i loved when alva um voiced by rashida jones who i absolutely love as a, as an uh, actress and a voice actor uh when she reopens her school and she goes and buys the supplies uh, and stuff i just thought that was really touching it's really good in a movie to see anybody really fall in love with their passions again um and so yeah i mean as a teacher i'm sure quinny can, can can relate to that a little bit so just the love for the students you know what i mean you gotta love the yeah. You gotta love the students. That's what we do. You know, we're on. The, you know, we want to teach them. Teach Quinny, the future. Quinny, if teaching doesn't work out for you, you can always become a fishmonger. Yeah, true. Thanks, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I might be able that? to pull that off. Yeah, maybe okay. Alva can do it. Maybe I can do it. <laughs> over, over yeah, to you, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Did you have anything else to add, Caleb? No, I was just saying that was it. I'm done. That was my highs. Over to you, boys. Yeah. Well, you know, huge fan of this film. As Caleb mentioned before, I agree with everything that he's mentioned. Uh, I love the setting. I just love the story itself and like the origin story that you get, especially the fact that he's actually just a mailman and Santa Claus mm. is actually just a wood, like, you know, just a toy maker, like the woodsman. He's not referred to as Santa Claus. And I like how throughout the film, it builds up to the legend that is Santa Claus. And obviously right at the end of the film, we get the whole Santa spirit comes and lives all the presents and that kind of stuff. So I love that. That was amazing. You know, I got the Christmas feels from that. The setting was cool. I loved how like the village, it kind of gave me a lot of like Nightmare Before Christmas vibes. I don't know, Sizzle. I know you love that, that film. That's an exact point I had as well. So yeah, perfectly mm-hmm. you brought that up. Yeah, it's I was best- just, yeah, go on. I was just going to say when Jasper first arrives in Smearnsburg, I thought that exact same thing. Nightmare Before Christmas, even a little bit of Gangs of New York when you know everyone comes out and there's just this massive brawl. Mm, um, love it. So, the yeah, rabbits. Yeah. Great point there, Quinny. Yeah, so I was just going to say, I know you love that film, Sizzle. It's one of your, it was in your top five from last yeah. year when we did our rankings. So I just loved that kind of vibe. That was really cool. And again, the cast was amazing. Can't go wrong. Great voice cast for this film. And Kayla mentioned before, Alva, I love her. She's a teacher, so close to heart. I love how she like starts off as that really bitter, cutting up the fish, cutting their heads off and all that. She's very scary. And then she kind of transforms into what she actually is. And the kids kind of, give her that spirit again. And I just love that. So I think the Christmas spirit was definitely evident in this film. So I'll just, there's just a few things and just one more. I love like the Sammy scene, you know, like the Eskimos, they go out mm-hmm. into the snow, they deliver the present to the girl. And it's just, and that's when Klaus gets his red suit. And I just love that oh, just yeah. for me, just summed up. Yes. That's Santa Claus. That's what I expected from this film. So they're pretty much, there's a lot of highs in this film, but they're the ones that I'm going to go with. Yeah, great. Just to add on to, I mean, I'll get into mine in a second, but just to add on to um, what you just said there, Quinny, about, you know, the, the Sammy people. So I loved it as well, you know, how it took place in Scandinavia. I thought that was really, really cool. But um, 
Sergio Pablos, the uh, director and um, writer, I think for, for this, he was also, he did um, a lot of research for this movie. Apparently he went to Norway and spent some time there and he learned all about um, indigenous Sami people. So I thought that was really interesting. And it was, it, was, yeah. it was cool to get their culture introduced as well uh, there. So yeah, a, a great point there. And, you know, as you guys both mentioned, it's just a, like a heartwarming uh, film. Like I thought it was, it was just a, from start to finish. And I didn't really know, you know, what to expect. And sometimes I find like animated movies, especially Christmas animated movies can be a little cheesy, but this was, this was cool. I, I loved it from the beginning. You know, you had, uh, this is a story about letters. That to me was just like really cool and how they had the whole Royal Postal Academy. I thought that, that was, was cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the army. But yeah, and you know, speaking of it being animated, that's one thing that I really liked about this. I mean, these days it's it's mostly three day three D animation, and it was cool to go back to that sort of two D, more so two D animation. It's, mm. it's kind of like the, the animation we grew up on. I really enjoyed that as well. The the point you mentioned there, Caleb, uh, the reindeer scene, how you know it looks like they're flying, but they're really mm. not. You know, they've just gone up a ramp or whatever and, and, and caught some air. I thought it was, it showed sort of like a, a true depiction of what Santa could be like in, in real life. Um, mm. Obviously there was a bit of magic in it as well. You know, we saw it towards the end as well, but it, it was nice. I always like when Christmas movies try to have a little bit of a different take on Santa because he's not real. And it, whoa, it, whoa, <laughs> spoiler alert. It, it, it's just cool. Children to listening. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry, guys. If if you're under the age of ten, um, yeah, listening right. to this podcast, I am sorry. <laughs> and one of the, my favorite scenes was when "Hey, Like Me Now" comes on. Uh, that that um, that awesome song, iconic mm. song, and Jasper starts delivering the mail. You know, he's in his bag. You know, he struggles early on. He really has a tough run in Smearsburg early on in this film. And then you know, he's just in his bag after that scene. I thought that was you know. There's a pun for you there, but uh, he, he was in his bag. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I love that. It was good. Yeah. As well. So yeah, all in all, just an awesome film. Quick question for both of you. Are you team Crumb or Ellingbo? I think I'm team Crumb, if I can jump in there. Uh, just because uh, is, is Ellingbo the one that has that uh, creepy, ginormous daughter? Yeah. Uh, what, I, I don't know if we'll get to that later with anybody, but uh, what's her name? Is she, I forget her name. It's some sort of weird, it's some sort of weird, like sentimental, like she has a name. It's not precious, but it's something like that yeah. for the, the daughter. She is bizarre. She is. <laughs> I don't like, like it, it, she, she only has one word and it's mine. If you go back and have a look, she only uses mine. There's the only word she can say in the whole movie. And that scene with her and that other big guy from uh, the crumbs at the end is a bit disturbing. <laughs> so, uh, but I think she's a little bit more disturbing. So I'm going to go crumb for that reason. But yeah. Quinny. Yeah. I'm going to say crumb as well. Um, that was actually, I was meant to mention my highs. I loved how I kind of got a Romeo and Juliet vibe from it. So the two rival families yeah. going at each other. Mm. So I kind of love that scene. Yeah, I'm definitely, I reckon it's got to be the crumbs. Like the kid gets the toy, like the toad. And that's like, he's the first one that gets the present. And then like the parents are all rattled, but I just love that scene. Mm. So I think for me, it's crumb. And I, you know, I love, you know, uh, Tammy Crumb. Joan Cusick does the voice of her. Amazing. So I think she kind of gets me over the line for the crumb. 
Yeah, nice. I'm Team Crumb as well. So, Team Crumb from from Wallace here on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Team Mellingbo. Yeah, mine doesn't get the job done. <laughs> uh, well, that's all I had for highs. Did you go? I mean, I had a lot more, but you know, I wanted to sort of get through this podcast without going too crazy over this <laughs> movie. Um, was there anything else you guys wanted to add? I think I just wanted to give a quick shout out to dad bods in general. I think Jasper really had a good dad bod. Like he, if you look at the outline of his figure in the film, it's like a real skinny guy, and he just has this kind of like. I don't know, to his new VB beer gut rocking sort of thing in his <laughs> male outfit. And I just want to give a shout out to all the dad bods out there. Like he's rocking it and he still gets the girl. He still gets a job. He still gets it done. And I think that's just what dad bods are all about. So good on him. <laughs> yeah. The dad bod. Well said. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move to Lowe's. So things we didn't love about the movie or any problems that we had with the movie. Uh, Caleb, do you want to kick us off once again? I'd love to. I don't have a lot, uh, which yeah, is really interesting. Same, yeah. I just, like, and I, I rewatched it knowing that I was doing this podcast with you guys and I was looking for things. Like, I genuinely, I want to be honest to the listeners, I genuinely was looking for problems and I couldn't find that many. So, these are just some things that maybe I found a little bit weird. That, like, they in no way, shape, or form were plot holes. I, just, I really was struggling to find plot holes and I, I couldn't. Couldn't find many. These are some things that I just found interesting and found a little bit weird. The first was the, the picture that the child the child drew at the beginning that fell down and and uh, Jasper was like, "Oh, I, I want to get this back to you." And did anyone look at the picture? The child drew a picture of himself locked up. It was, it was freaky. Yeah. It was Somebody depressed. call Alva or child services because the, the kid needs some wow. help. Like. But we don't. We just go, let's get money for Jasper and get him out of here. So that was a bit concerning. It's not a plot hole. It really, the kid obviously wants the drawing back. If he wants the drawing back, you're going to get him the drawing back. But it was a problem because we just, children should have a loving home at Christmas time. I, I honestly thought when we got that picture and when, you know, the sort of the first interaction between Klaus and Jasper, they obviously go to that home. I thought mm. the movie was going to sort of center around that kid. And I, and I thought, honestly, they had to try to save him from mm. um, that house. Because, you know, there's all the traps there. And it looks like he's basically locked up in, mm. you know, the attic of this, this place. Uh, but, he obviously, so, but he obviously gets out. Like, it's yeah. not like so the perception, either this child is thinking far above his age gap that he's able to go, I'm not locked up physically, but metaphorically and emotionally, I'm trapped inside my own body. <laughs> um, he, he's like five. And so for him to draw that, I, I had some questions. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Sizzle. That was a bit weird. Uh, it's it's weird that he didn't play a bigger role in the movie mm. is, is kind of what I thought too. Um, the second one was just Klaus's body shape. Um, either he's a, his parents made it with a bear or um, he's <laughs> a like, big dog. We don't, we, don't, <laughs> we don't see his parents. So why is no one else in the film from that area? Like, I think he's half NFL, giant, half human, like. Yeah, like it's like NFL. An NFL player had a child with the Iron Giant or something. That that's that's his body shape. That's what we get. Is that Hagrid's so brother. So I just had a quick. Yeah, I think what? it is. Is it Hagrid's <laughs> yeah, brother? Yeah, yeah I Rob. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just weird. I I just had some questions. Like, obviously, I get it. He's supposed to be this kind of like intimidating thing. So I didn't have major problems with it. I just was a bit weirded out, and I just wanted answers. And the last one that I just had a bit of a problem with that I thought was weird. I love, like I said, I love Rashida Jones. I love Parks and Recs. It's probably like one of my all-time favorite shows of all time. Um, she obviously had a lot to do with the writing of Toy Story 4 when it came out, all that sort of stuff. So she's really good in my opinion. I did think the romance aspect of her and uh, her and Jasper in this movie was a little bit underutilized, um, which in some ways I'm not complaining about because they focus so much of 
uh, his and Klaus's relationship, which is really good. But I did think him and Alva was a little bit underutilized. So that's mine. Over to you, boys. Good point, Quinny. Yeah, I was like Caleb mentioned, I didn't have many. So I kind of rewatched it just before to try and remember it a little bit better. And I just picked up a few, mainly just like when, she, when he first gets, gets her, Jasper, like the school itself, the school's very freaky. Like there's a lot going on there. There's like, you know, arrows in the windows. It's not safe in there. It's not a safe environment. Like that's not good. So I wouldn't be applying for jobs there. And like he walks in there, there's just fish everywhere. There's guts everywhere. And I was like, no one's getting any learning done in that classroom. There's just fish guts. It smells. And then Alva's just got a knife just stabbing, just stabbing fish left, right and center. You know, you're working with children, Trek. It must not have come through because that's not allowed. You can't be doing that. <laughs> so I just felt the school, the school vibe was just a bit terrifying for me. And I was just saying before, it was like, it kind of was a bit scary. Like I was a bit, it's a bit terrifying for like a Christmas movie at the start. Like this town's a bit creepy. So mm-hmm. I just think that was, that was a bit of a off one for me, but I did love it anyway, in general. And one for one other thing, Jasper, sorry, man, you must be a terrible mailman. Like he fails all the classes at the Academy. His dad seems to be like elite. Like he looks like he is the goat when it comes to delivering those, <laughs> the letters in the mail. And his son's just sitting there eating donuts, sipping coffee. He's just not getting the job done. So I don't know how he somehow manages to control Smerensberg's mail. I don't know how he got there, but he's just terrible at his job at the start of the film. So I'm glad he kind of gets a bit better at the end. But other than that, that's pretty much it for me. Wow. That's it. <laughs> so, some, some great points there, Quinny. Great points. Uh, I, I didn't have too many either. Like, I mean, you know, one would be, you know, a low from, this is just me personally. Like, why didn't I watch this movie sooner? It's, it's, it's awesome. Like it's I should great, have watched this last year. Like what have I, what have I been doing for the last year? Uh, but yeah, look, I had uh, a couple. Um, one of them was, you know, as we've sort of mentioned, this is supposedly set, you know, in Scandinavia, in Norway, uh, Finland, you know, that sort of area. So why are they? You know, they've all got these Scandinavian names. Well, most of them do. Uh, why do they all have American accents? Like, mm. I'm fine with that if it's consistent throughout. But then we get introduced to the Sami people and, you know, they don't even speak English and they don't seem to be that far away from Smearnsburg. So I was a bit confused about that. That just sort of rattled me. And then speaking about the Sami people, yep. another point I had was when Klaus and Jasper go to deliver the present to, I think her name's Margu. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. Mm, um, sounds about right. So they go to deliver the sleigh to her um, and, you know, it's freezing cold. Like, you know, it's, it's winter up in Norway. It's like probably like minus 20 or something up there, minus 10, 15, probably a wind chill factor of minus 30. You know, it is freezing. And they go to her place, drop off the present. And instead of dropping it off and, you know, piecing out or, you know, finding somewhere warm, they just sit behind like what looks like a hill and just chill there all night and wait till morning till she gets up. Like, surely they're catching pneumonia. Mm. Like they're, they're just there all night long. Like, just drop it and bounce. Like, <laughs> you know. True. So, you know, I, I had issues with that. But um, the only other thing I w- would say as well, and, you know, this doesn't really take away from the Christmas, but if we're being, you know, specific about this being a Christmas movie, I thought it lacked the Christmas vibes early on. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously it gets into that and that makes up for it. But early on, I, it took a little while to get, you know, that's why I like Christmas movies. And, you know, you do a whole section of this about this on your podcast, Caleb. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and I thought it did lack those Christmas vibes early on. 
Um, so it takes a little while to get into that. So I agree with that. Yeah. yeah so good th- point. Yeah. Yeah. There's some points I had as well. I also had the same similar point that you mentioned, uh, Jasper marrying Alva, uh, you know, and then they have what seems to be two children. Um, that just seemed way too easy. Like he didn't put in any groundwork. Like, did they even go He's on a date? Work. Did like he went right. over there with um the semi the semi girl? Yeah, that's is that like, date though? Like they had a little bit of a date. They were giggling. Like the camera goes past and you see them like kind of laughing. Is that stuff. their first date then? Like, I guess I so. It Unless it's like, your child, it's not a date. <laughs> it just seems that's like baby- a. a <laughs> what that's babysitting. Yeah. It's not a date. <laughs> it seemed like a very ru- rush relationship for me, but um. Yeah, I mean, like you guys said, like I really struggled to pick this movie apart because it was it was so great. You know, it was clever. Mm. It really, really was a clever, clever movie. So I don't have anything else um, to add. Do you guys have any other problems or anything else you want to um, tack on there? No, it was just a really good movie. Do you boys know if, like obviously you said there, Sizzle, it, it was a really well thought out movie in regards to the Christmas traditions and, and whatnot. Do we know whether this had any source material or was it just written, like was it purely written as a new movie? I don't know. You know, that's probably a good good question. We should we should do some fact checking for that because, I mean, you'd think so, right? Like, mm. yeah. Mm. Interesting. If you listen to this, let us know. Yeah, please do. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Let's um, hand out some awards. Let's hand out a nice award each yes. uh, to the character we like the most, liked the most, and a naughty award, our least favorite character. Uh, we'll, we'll go in reverse order uh, this time. I'll kick us off. Um, my nice award, so my favorite character, was to the humble ferryman. I think Moans is how you pronounce his name. It's like Mogans, but I think you pronounce it like Moans. Yeah, Mogans. Yeah. 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 Um, he was awesome. Like I love someone who can appreciate a good joke. Uh, you know, sometimes he takes it a little bit too far and he almost gets Jasper killed when he first arrives in Smearsburg by telling him to ring the bell. Yeah. True. Um, (laughs) You know, Jasper was very close to, to losing his life then. Um, but you know, he just loves a good joke and he is, his joke delivery and his timing is impeccable. He's always there, Mm. always there, you know, to pop his head up just to, um, you know, hammer out a good joke. So, yeah, Moen's, he's an awesome ferryman and he gets my nice award. Good choice. Great choice. Love it. Well done, Sizzle. Good pick. Pass it over to you, Quinny. Thank you. Yeah, well, so I had the ferryman as a honorable mention, but as you know, I'm a teacher. This is probably going to be pretty obvious. I went with Elva. I thought Homer. I didn't mention before. I did mention before <laughs> that you know she didn't really have a working with children check at the start, but she must have got it delivered in the mail about an hour later. Because I love how she actually puts the effort in, <laughs> buys the supplies, like Caleb mentioned. So she actually cares about the children, the students. She teaches them how to write their names. The, t- the students love it, you know. So I just thought overall, I thought I just loved her as a character. And then obviously you mentioned Rashida Jones. She's a wonderful actress, so her voice work mm-hmm. was on point. So. For me, it's got to be her looking after the students, helping them read, helping them write their letters, changes the globe with all the knives into the actual globe itself with like cool little leaflets on there. Got to love that. Her stationery is definitely on point. So I'm going to say, yep, Alva, you get my nice award. Fair play. Good pick. It's a good pick. Caleb? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out. I think if uh, if we remade this movie, would we? I feel like we would remake it with Quinny. You've recently moved, uh, you know, in the past, you know, a couple of years or so from Wollongong to be a teacher. We could remake this movie, but just with you moving to be a teacher, and you are like, yeah, you are Jasper, and you go and it's just, you know, it would be a better movie. Maybe not better, but it'd be 
somewhat. Me, me and Sizzle would watch it. That'd be about oh, it. Oh, for sure. Hey, that's all right. All Two hey, viewers could, is fine. That's good. We could we could make many movies about. It. I'll be home for Christmas, Quinny. You could um, you've come home. I for was Christmas. literally seeing that on the drive up here. I could write like a screenplay for coming home for Christmas based on me. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Anyway, that's a side. Note. Good choice. Both good choices. I'm actually going to go for my nice award. I'm going to give it to Margu. I think that's how we, we said we were going to pronounce it. The little Sammy girl. Um, like uh, Sizzle said, I just really appreciated the level of. In, you know how in depth the director chose to go with the Sammy people uh, and obviously including them in the story. I think he could have easily just gone, I'm going to make these people like live in an igloo and they're just like native people that speak a different language, but he chose to include the culture in it, which I think added a nice touch. And uh, I just think that when she entered the story, that's for me when it got really Christmassy, that that's when I felt like from that moment onwards, that's for me when it started to get more Christmas feels and obviously her family come and help them get the presents ready, which is supposed to be like the elves quote unquote, yeah. um, which I just thought was a really interesting take. And so I'm going to, I kind of want to give it to the Sammy people in general, but more specifically, I'm going to give it to Margu, the little girl. So yeah. yeah. Great nice. pick. Not mad at either of those. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on to our naughty award, our least favorite character, someone we didn't really particularly like. Uh, we'll reverse order this once again. So Caleb, you can kick us off. Who did you just not vibe? I'm coming in hot on this particular uh, decision here. I, ha- I had a couple that I thought about, but I'm just going to mention the one. And look, we did mention it before. Uh, Joan Cusack does it again. That She's done it again and she's come in as Tammy Crumb. And look, it wasn't bad enough that she had to play one of the worst Christmas villains of all time as Miss Bitterman in It's a Very Merry Muppet. Uh, Christmas as that terror that's on my list and she just ruins that 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 poor Muppets people and she has to come in again and voice act Tammy Crum who just the village is just trying to be a nice place kids are getting presents from Klaus and she has to come in and go let's put our feud on hold so we can make this you know these people go away she's a terrible person Uh, I'm not about it I love Joan Cusack but she needs to stop playing terrible people in Christmas movies so she's getting the naughty award there's no two ways about it she's terrible Yeah, I'm, 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 yep. I'm all in on that because yep. my naughty award was Tammy Crumb. Hey. Taylor mentioned before, like, that's two in a row, yeah. So she tries, she tries to ruin Christmas. She tries to put the Christmas spirit away. You can't be doing that. It's a Christmas film. I don't like how they purposely send the letters off. She was a mastermind behind that. And then everybody hates Jasper for a bit. So I just think she tries to sabotage it too. She wants to blow up the presents. She sends in like the daughter and the son who are just giants. I don't know how they're so big and everybody else is just tiny. So I don't know what she was doing, but are they, me, are they maybe to be classes her. like actual kids Children. or something? Like, do you reckon yeah. like, his offspring? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well. So yeah, for me, Tammy Crumb says all gets it. Can't sabotage Christmas. That's a no go. Yeah. Hey. Good choice. Great, great choice. Uh, I'm going with someone a, a little bit different. Ooh. And look, he doesn't play a huge role in this movie. And like, he's probably not someone you'd pick as um, a villain or anything like that. But I'm actually going with uh, Jasper's dad. You know, uh, like Cody mentioned, he, he, may be the, he may be the goat of delivering mail. But, you know, purely, he just, he's just not a good father. I mean, like, I'm all for, you know, tough love and, you know, all that type of thing. But sending his son to Smearnsburg... Uh, in the beginning, like, I mean, sure, it works out in the end, but that's a death sentence. Like, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, like, he was lucky at the start that he wasn't murdered. So, I, and I feel like this is, a, this is a theme with Christmas movies in general. You, you sort of mentioned it on your Home Alone podcast today. A lot of bad parenting in Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, Yep. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Like, I was thinking about this when um, 
I decided to give this to Jasper's dad. Who, uh, who's potentially the worst Christmas movie parents? Like, I mean, Kevin McAllister's mum and dad, they're surely up there. But mm, I mean, you know, is there anyone else? Like, like do, are they the worst parents? I'm going to give it to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jingle All The Way. Oh, I just, Jingle All The Way. I don't think he... I, don't, I, I said this in my blog post and when I reviewed it uh, on, on my website. I don't think... I don't believe he's connected to his family in any way, shape or form in, in most movies that he's in, but especially in Jingle All The Way. So he's, he's weird to me. So anyway, that's mine. But yeah, I agree. There's a lot of bad parenting in Christmas movies. And well, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, what about Walter from Elf? He's not oh, the yeah. best. He's, he's like hating on his yeah. sons, doesn't want to bar them, and then he's focusing on his work too much. And then, you know, doesn't want to bar but he's just trying to, you know, get some spend some quality time for his father and his dad's like, No, get out of here. Go yeah. down to the mailroom. This forty year old yeah. son that, you know, just wants to eat uh spaghetti with maple syrup and uh, <laughs> wear an elf suit around New York City. Classic. And like you don't, I, I, you don't send off a novel with two missing pages and try and sell like thirty thousand copies. That's not how it works. You can't end the story with two missing pages. <laughs> think about the kids. He's a terrible father and a terrible businessman. <laughs> I think we have got to give an honourable mention of the worst father to. We've, we said it last time, but Malcolm from from Other yeah. Christmas. Like wow, he's, yeah, he's, he's especially because he's Santa as well. Like yeah, that's that's a double hit. He's not only the worst father; he's the worst father Christmas. That's terrible. Yeah, you can't be. Yeah, no, totally. It's got to be. I think now that you've mentioned that, it's either between him or Kevin McAllister's parents for me. Like, mm, yeah, either or. I mean, Kevin McAllister's parents—they're repeat offenders. Like, you know, it's bad enough Home Alone one, and then they just re up in Home Alone two. Double so, down. Family, and community, family and community services would be all over that. <laughs> you don't leave your kid home twice. Yeah. I mean, all they're worried about is money. I mean, you mentioned it—they're just filthy rich. They got that huge house, like. <laughs> They go on our holidays every single year. I love a holiday, but they never take him. Brothers, his brother's got a house in Paris that looks at the <laughs> Eiffel Tower and in New York. Like, who is this guy? Who is this family? It's a Chicago mob family. That's who these people are. Maybe we could do a whole mini series to investigate uh, more about their family. Yeah. And what about the yeah. uncle? He sucks too. He's a terrible oh father. Yeah. He's just, putting the, putting yeah. the glass cutlery in the, in the, in the wife's purse. And, yeah. Yeah, he's terrible. Does he not have a job? Like his brothers are super wealthy. Surely he'd be doing the same sort of thing if it's like, you know, if they're in the mafia together or something, then the mob. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're doing yeah. something something yeah, on the side something. there that you know, they don't want people to know about. So, um, yeah, but let's get back to this podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good tangent though. That, you know, that, that was great. Um, but yeah, yeah, just bring it back. You know, it, has, it goes to Jasper's dad for me, um, just purely for not being the best father, you know, Bit of tough love, I get it, but maybe taking it a little bit too far. Uh, so that's my naughty award. Good pick. Um, yeah, if we've got nothing else to Solid. add there, I've got no honorable mentions there for naughty awards because I generally kind of liked most of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's move to our last segment, Christmas tree rating. Let's rate this movie out of five. Uh, for a bit of context, on IMBD, this movie actually rates very well. It gets very 8.2 well. on IMBD, which that's massive. If you're someone who you know likes to watch movies and refers to IMBD, that is very high for just a movie in general. Um, you know, for, for reference, Home Alone and Love Actually, which is sort of regarded as some of the better Christmas movies, they get 7.6 on IMBD. So, I mean, I don't even I, I don't know if I've seen a Christmas movie that is rated higher than that. Uh, I mean, Caleb, I don't know. You're obviously the Christmas connoisseur, Mr. Christmas, as we called you at the start yeah. of the podcast. Is there a movie that rates higher? 
I think potentially it's a wonderful life could yeah. be a little bit higher. I don't know the um, IMBD rating off the top of my head. I know Rotten Tomatoes, It's a Wonderful Life is, is well high. Obviously, that can be a viewer score kind of skews that. But yeah, this is pretty high. Like, would you say it was 8.2, Sizzle? Yeah. yeah. 8.2 is very high. So, so it, I, and it, show, it shows. It's a good movie. I just quickly looked up It's a Wonderful Life. You, you're correct. 8.6, It's a Wonderful Life gets. So, yeah. I mean, it's not a classic. that mind. So, mm. you know, that, that's for a bit of context. So this movie does very well. As I mentioned at the start of the podcast, it was nominated for an Oscar. So, you know, it, it's... It's big. Yeah, it's, it's a big time, big time movie. Mm. So, I'll pass it over to Caleb. You're our guest. What did you think? And what is your uh, final Christmas tree rating? Yeah, this was a really tough... I know we say this every year, but so do you guys. This is a really tough one for me. Uh, but it was really hard for me to, to vote. I would like to know too, like interesting, you said that this is quite high on IMBD. I'd like to know if there was any other Christmas movies that were ever uh, nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if that's ever yeah. ever happened before. It's a Wonderful Life probably was, but it's so long ago, I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyway, I, I went into I'm going to be honest, I went into the movie because I only watched it last year. I went into watching it for this sitting around the 3.5 mark out of five Christmas trees. That's kind of where my mind was at when I went into the movie, just because I'd only seen it once. But upon reflection, I I just loved it. Uh, I watched it with my wife. We both loved it. It's really, 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 really good. I'm actually going to end giving it a four out of five, which is pretty high. That's why I said it was knocking on that top 10 door. Like I think I'm going to really have to look at next year and I may do the proper rating of all 30 or so. And it's it's going to be knocking at the door. So I'm going to give it a four just to be just to be fair on it this year. Four out of five. All right, there you go. Watch this space for for Caleb's list next year. Yeah, I'm keen to see the list. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, Quinny. Yep, I'm not going to say what I always say, which is it was tough to rate this film, you know, <laughs> but that's okay. It has to be done. Uh, so for me, uh, again, great film. I really enjoyed it. I'd never seen it before. Uh, this was hard. This was probably for me between uh, four and four and a half. That's how high I was on this film. But then after watching it again about a few hours ago, I get my head around it. And based on some more of my favorites that I would be giving a four and a half to five. So for me, it's probably a four, just like Caleb. I'd give it a four out of five, which means I'll definitely rewatch it. And it's really good. So four out of five for me, similar to Arthur Christmas. Hmm. There you go. Well, you know, I'm going to round it out as well because I had four as well. So, you know, you guys mentioned all their great film. I loved the take on Christmas. You know, I've mentioned it all throughout. I love the animation in this. Animation was awesome. And like Queenie said, I will definitely be rewatching this movie next year. It's definitely going to make my list of um, must-watch mm. Christmas movies year after year. Because, it's really good. Yeah. Great film. Um, great film. Yeah, we're all, all fours. Amazing. Fours all around. All piece. Amazing movie. Yeah. Well done. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, Caleb, once again, Mr. Christmas, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. It's been fun. I just want to say a really big thank you to you guys for having me on. Uh, I loved all your episodes. Look, just in general, even before the Christmas stuff, but this this Christmas one in general. I mean, I can't tell you, I was walking around Bunnings the other day and I could not tell you the excitement I got when it popped up on my podcast feed. <laughs> Extra bonus episode. 
uh, that you guys popped in there for the Christmas Chronicles. I was buzzing, walking around Bunnings, <laughs> getting things I needed for Christmas, popped it on, had the headphones ready to go. And it, it, it was a little surprise. And I just want to say it was a Christmas gift to me. So just thanks, boys. <laughs> oh, thanks uh, so thanks. much again, though, for coming on. You're amazing. You're <laughs> oh, the, like you said, king of Christmas. I'll give you that. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me on. And look, I'm just thankful to you guys that you guys have discovered well, two, two definite movies for next year for your Christmas, Arthur Christmas and this movie have made it apparently to your much watch must watch list and and maybe for for quinny fred claus might might you know slip in there yeah. fred claus is a guilty the guilty pleasure of mine so i'm it thankful is definitely of a guilty list. pleasure when you can get vince vaughn in there as uh you know right in the sleigh that's a guilty pleasure i'm about so, so that's all <laughs> i want to say on that Oh, well, thanks so much for uh, coming on once again. Yes, thank and, you. And uh, just quickly, you know, we mentioned at the start of the podcast, where can people listen to uh, your Christmas podcast? Yeah, you can find us pretty much anywhere at uh, Deck the Handsy. So Deck the Handsy on socials. That's, uh, I didn't spell it out last time for those. H-A-N-Z-Y. It kind of can be a weird name to spell. So Deck the H-A-N-Z-Y on, you know, uh, website, uh, Instagram, socials, all that stuff. Uh, listen to them anytime. I mean, who doesn't like to listen to a Christmas movie review in April? Just go and get amongst that. So, yeah. That's right. <laughs> awesome. And you can also donate some money as well. You're doing this for a good cause. Yeah. yeah. The kids, I believe. Yeah, 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 correct. So there's a couple more days left before Christmas. If you're listening to this, yeah, go on. You can go directly to Bernardo's website if you, if you feel to do that. Otherwise, just go to deckthehandsy.com, click on the donate link, and you can uh, donate to Bernardo's gifts for kids right there on the website. Awesome. Well, from all of us here, Merry Christmas. Tell Merry your brother, Christmas. your sister, tell, tell everybody, fam, tell Klaus, the world, Jasper, tell them all Elva, about the podcast. Tell them all. Um, you can everybody hit us know. up on Instagram, Sizzle and Quinny. Uh, until next time, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, boys.